What is poppin' motherfuckers? Welcome back to Foreign Talk episode two. And we have a very special guest today, my South African brother, Noel Dazel. Very special. Yeah, bro. Thank thank you for coming on the pod, bro. You know, I know we're just uh we're just starting, we're fresh off the bat, so you know, it was a big deal when Ollie yeah, said that you were game. Cool. We're kinda no, it's an honor I made on episode two, bro, after the intro. That's first guest, bro. First guest foreign talks ever had. So for those who don't know, we try to plan this when we're in Dubai. Yeah. Uh, we had the, at least a follow-up opportunity here in Thailand. We're in Thailand. Give them some introduction as to where the fuck we are in the world. Yeah, I know. Cause We're sitting in Thailand, in Phuket, Patong. What are you doing here? <sighs> Working, content? training, content. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, I love Thailand. Um, I think it's very suited to bodybuilding, mm-hmm. you know, the food, um, just the environment. And I just love this place. I always... It, People always ask me, what's your favorite place in the world? And one of them has to be Thailand. You know, Phuket in particular. Because there's a lot to Thailand. Mm-hmm. It's Bangkok, and that's crazy. That's wild. I don't want to know what that's like. Everyone should experience. Bangkok is incredible. Um, there's Pattaya. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of, you know, different parts to mm-hmm. Thailand. But Phuket in particular, I would say it's a holiday for the soul. Yeah. Like, you come here, and you leave just feeling invigorated. I feel like it's very free here. I mean, we've been here for five days, and I've seen a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't. And it's also that I feel, I don't know, it's just, (laughs) I feel more free. You definitely got to have some self-control being here, though. Because let me tell you, you can also leave here, and the soul will not feel so liberated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Avoid uh, Bangla Road, and uh, your soul will feel fine. (laughs) <laughs> that's the road that we've been going up and down every day isn't it? that's the yeah. road we live on <laughs> that's, that's the one you've been frequenting um, yeah there's a lot of craziness to it and here in Patong in particular why I like Patong you know it has the nightlife if you're into that yeah um, but five minutes each direction and you're out of the city and it's just beautiful coastal regions and you know most beautiful beaches mm-hmm. um, has a lot to offer there's, yeah there's the, just the natural beauty to soak in so yeah in, in that and it's quite it's really central. Good. It's quite convenient. I don't do much of the the, the nightlife, mm-hmm. um, but when you do, it's it's, there. it's it's here. It's waiting on you. It's right there, bro. Yeah. So how did you end up here in Thailand? If you go back <sighs> ten years from now, what what happened? Wow. So I've actually been to Phuket a few times. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's one of my favorite places, and uh, always just try and make a point of coming back and just soaking all of this in. Yeah. Um, it's been very good for me. I have previously, I, I you know, managed to put on a, one of the major bulks that I did, um, put on a, a fair amount of weight, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just the environment that you're in. I think it's just, there's, there's very few distractions here. Yeah. And you just, for me at least. Yeah. You know. It's probably different from us. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. We, we're young. You, you, you. We have a lot to see. Get <laughs> screamed at the tuggies every five minutes. <laughs> um, it's, it's a very hard place to be at, man. Very hard place. Um, but okay, so yeah, I, I wanted to, uh, you know, big ups Thailand and everything. Definitely check it out if you haven't already. Um, but before we go any further in, bro, I really, because, you know, we mates, we talked a lot, but I don't know, like, your full background and, you know, your full story. So, you just you know you can just break it down, give us a brief version. But I really want to know like like where did this all start? Because you yeah. know congratulations on all the success you've it's had. Insane. It's been phenomenal. And 
like it's kind of just like it's gone crazy like watching from the sidelines like mm -hmm. i know that we I, well, I started seeing like your content similar time from like when i started posting which was like quarantine-ish time mm -hmm. but very quickly you surpassed like the actual balls out of me and i was just, it's just like blowing out the yeah, water you're so. like top dog now. yeah so yeah. I, I just want to ask you you know like where how did this all start yeah i think we started more or less the same time because i've been following you for the longest time too and that's kind of when I started spending more time on social media. Um, Ollie's a veteran here. I, I, yeah, I've been here quite a while. <laughs> Probably been in this more than you. Longer yeah, than yeah, you. yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, long story. Um, I'm gonna try and really just summarize and condense it for you. Um, Oliver said to me the other day, yeah, I would love to have you on the podcast. You know, you way older than us. <laughs> and uh, I'm very sorry. <laughs> way older than us and there's a lot that you can share with us a lot that we can learn from you i was like geez thanks ollie <laughs> so yeah i'm way older i have i'm 38 i have uh, a lot of living experience i guess mm -hmm. um and yeah it's an interesting story you know as to how i got you uh, where to start where was, when did you start training start with that like okay when did yeah. your bodybuilding career kick so off? why i started training um so i went i was like in and out of the gym i went mm -hmm. with my good friend once to the gym and um he kind of introduced me to the gym mm -hmm. it was a terrible experience so i went with him and the very next day i was still in school i, I couldn't even tell you which grade, high school but yeah it was high school i can tell you it was great but i'm gonna assume it was probably around the age of 15 16. Mm -hmm. But I distinctly remember, I was so stiff the next day. I didn't even remember what we trained, but I was so stiff. I couldn't even turn my neck to respond to the teacher. I had to like turn my entire body. Like I was so stiff. Um, and yeah, uh, after that, I mean, I grew up with uh, financial constraints, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, single mother, I think similar. So did I, yeah. Similar story. Yeah. Um, and I mean, things were tough. You know, financially things were very tough, so I mm -hmm. couldn't like afford a gym membership. Um, I was doing like body weight exercises around the house, home, yeah. kind of push-ups, you know, pull-ups and that sort of thing. Um, eventually, I bought myself like a, a second-hand, just a little bench, and you started benching. a couple of weights. Yeah, I did whatever I could with the barbell and the yeah. few weights that I had. I managed to do like overhead press and. You know, some some chest press and bicep curls and whatever I could do with the barbell and the bench that I had. Um, and I mean, gym equipment is relatively inexpensive. It's the weights that cost them fortune, yeah. bro. So <laughs> did what I could with the weights that I had, and then yeah, kind of like fell out of it. I guess maybe outgrew the weights, and um, I went through a breakup and found myself with no friends. Um, I thought the gym was a good place to, you, you know, know, get your emotions meet. out. Yeah, work on myself. Work on I myself, was, yeah. I was very skinny, very skinny. Mm -hmm. How um, much did you weigh at the time? You remember? I think it was around sixty-five kilos. Sixty-five kilos? Yeah. At your height? At my height, one. Wow. One eight eight. That's six that two. How was what's that in pounds? Like one hundred and. 70 pounds 160 or 170 how tall are you 188862 that's crazy yeah. yeah i mean i make a joke i was like the ramen noodle or the electric cord version yeah. of a human you know? <laughs> 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 I was, but anyway i i was i was put, picked picked on and i was bullied mm -hmm. um and 
yeah, I really just wanted to work on my self-confidence. I really just wanted to put on some, some muscle. size. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't even concerned about muscle, but size. Yeah. I just, I just didn't want to be skinny. Fill out the frame. Yeah, I just, wanted to, I just didn't want to be skinny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started going to the gym to meet people, make friends, and work on myself. And uh, kind of fell in love with it, you know? Um, started to get a lot more serious, you know, over time, but... Uh, I still went. I was just, I was a gym rat, you know, yeah. for many years I was a gym rat and I wasn't the skinny guy anymore because um, I was this, you know, very old school approach of eat big to get big. Yep. And that's what I did. I ate a lot. You must have eaten a lot. I ate a lot. It wasn't very good. To so triple your it weight. It wasn't very clean food. Um, over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I would have like egg on toast with mayonnaise and... Uh, garage pies. Those are unreal, bro. Wait, Josh, knows, Josh knows all oh, about the garage you, pies. You gotta explain this. Yeah. It's just unreal. I mean, well, at least like in America, you know, you everyone says pie and you immediately think like an apple pie or like something yeah. sweet. Nah, bro, these are proper steak and kidney, fucking peppercorn sauce, unreal pie. What's your bro? favorite pie? So, okay, well, let's explain what a pie is, right? So it's pastry <laughs> and it comes okay. in like a little, like a little tinfoil little thing on the bottom. Tray, dish with pastry and it's just got a lot of butter. Yeah. And um, they put in like steak and steak and uh, pepper well, steak, steak and onion, chicken mushroom. They just throw chicken mayonnaise, um, burger pies, there's spinach and feta, there's beef and onion, Cornish. Like, like you can tell I have a lot of experience with pies. <laughs> right? I haven't had one in a while. You have a lot. I haven't <laughs> had one in a while, but I know exactly what there is. Um, anyway, and then it has this like crispy flaky pastry on top yeah baked in the oven it's, it's incredible was that your number one go-to bulking meal yeah because i was on the road a lot so yeah. you know um i was like a, a field representative um so i would have to travel a lot mm -hmm. uh, i was on the road seeing at that point when i kind of started um just seeing stores all day and it was ever was convenient mm -hmm. yeah it's convenient. So, it's absolutely delicious. It's absolutely delicious. It's not expensive. It's cheap. Yeah. And it's everywhere. I got to get them the pies. No, you don't. I just avoid the pies, bro. <laughs> Take it from me. Avoid the pies. Uh, I love but the steak and Sausage candy. roll. I almost forgot about the Unreal. sausage roll. It's like the king of pies, bro. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So it was just convenient, accessible, cheap. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say nutritious, but it had some protein in it, right? But yeah, I would eat big to get big and I was just consuming food. And I put a lot of weight, and I thought I was cruising. You know, I thought I was doing good because I wasn't the skinny guy anymore. Yep. Um, and we went to, like, it was an event, a house party. Um, and someone referred to me as, I was always in the gym before I get to get, so I was referred to now in the gym, I was like the big guy. This is very new yeah. to me. It's very cool because I'm not the rum on noodle anymore. People started turning their heads and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That must I was have like been the big guy. Great I was feeling. Like, wow. I, you know? I remember when that started happening to me too in the early days. Mm. Like when you get to that point where people actually start looking at you, it's a great feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it was just, yeah, so I was, I was feeling confident and, mm. you know, I'm the big guy, yeah. Um, and then I was referred to as the fat guy. Um, and that was kind of a tipping point. It was like a trigger for me that, mm -hmm. you know, I had to get my shit in order when it came to my nutrition at very least. Mm -hmm. um, Were you on like a really hard bulk the first few years you started training? Yeah, I was just... Like, did you put on a lot of fat or did you keep it like somewhat clean? 
No, no, no. You were I, just full on. I, I, my full. body fat percentage was higher than I would like to even estimate at this point. <laughs> if I look back at pictures, right? Um, but I was big. I, yeah, I must yeah, say, yeah, like, yeah. I was a size. I mean, you're a big guy in general. Like I was a sizable guy. Yeah. Mm. Um, but anyway, so then I just cleaned up. So I was still in the same environment, still on the road, still seeing, visiting stores. Eventually, it moved over to seeing clients as I started my own company. But I was always on the road. Mm. And I would have to say, because there's no excuse, because um, I should, what I should have been doing is meal prepping. I'm trying to make this podcast as valuable as possible to our audience. Mm. Should have been meal prepping. But um, I think it was just lack of knowledge. Yeah, you know. And bear I guess, in mind, I didn't grow up with the likes of Instagram and yeah. TikTok and I was gonna say, YouTube Shorts and yeah. all of this. At that time, you, you know. probably didn't even have a phone. Like, you know, no, I didn't know. We no. had to like write letters and send them with pigeons to our gym bros to meet us at gym, bro. Right? <laughs> life was hard, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm mm. um, we had like it was the introduction of Facebook, I think. But still, it was never used for that sort of content. So yeah. I really re relied on like print literature. Um, and actually, if you look back now, a lot of that information is actually very inaccurate, but fuck. Um, it still worked. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? I was eating, I was getting big, and then uh, I just started to make better choices. You know, I just started to, I was still on the road, and I visit now, I'd go to a garage. So, we call them, as I call them, a garage, but it's actually like a fuel station. Like a petrol station. It's a petrol so you call station. them a garage. 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 Yeah. yeah. Garage. Like, like a car garage. Everyone in the US still laughs at me. I'm like, can we, just, can we stop at the garage? Fuck, you know what I get laughed at in the US that I've never been able to change? I call the traffic lights robots. Robot. Robot? We call uh, them robots. It's like the Italians in Dubai, bro. They call the, the speed cameras robots. They're like, there's oh, a robot yeah, there. I'm like, that. what? The, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, so garage, and this is where you would find your pies. Typically, you get your pies at the garage, at the right? Garage. Um, it's just and, but they do have other things. They have sandwiches, yeah. and so uh, there's this wonderful thing in South Africa called Woolworths. And mm -hmm. Josh is familiar with them. Very Josh, good. Is, Josh is fancy. He likes Woolworths. I love it. <laughs> but so I would now just make more conscious decisions and choices in terms of what I was assuming instead of these really high calorie dense pies so um and that was just an improvement you know it was getting my protein up it was kind of bringing my fat and you know just calories down and then i started to uh weigh my food i started to you know, clean up my diet even better and you know was doing chicken and rice and that sort of thing mm -hmm. so yeah it just it got it got better over time but it was all kind of self-taught from experience that you ever put down a couple through. chicken mellow sandwiches uh, undoubtedly bro uh, chicken yeah. mellow sandwich that's my probably next to a borovos roll chicken mayo is. sandwich chicken mayo pie um unbelievable God, like and this is another thing like in the u.s we keep telling them about how good a chicken mayo sandwich is but i mean we eat meatballs it's, it's like a <laughs> what's this like a chicken salad what would you call it? A chicken salad? It's like a chicken salad sandwich. Chicken salad sandwich? Yeah. It's, it's really just a whole lot of mayonnaise with shredded chicken. Um, I mean, it sounds good. Yeah. I like mayo, I like chicken, I like salad. Whenever I'd, <laughs> whenever I'd have mates over in high school and we'd get hammered, my fucking mom would start busting out the chicken mayo sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Then it gets, <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Then it gets real good when it. you butter the top and so both sides of the bread. Okay. And then you put that and on then the like mayo the in between. Pan. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you put that on the pan. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a good calorie, but as you yeah. can imagine, but yeah. delicious. 
Um, so yeah, I think that's I, where I you, that's your where you question. But that kind of yeah. that's kind of where it started, right? And then mm -hmm. it just it, it it just kind of advanced from there. Um, a good friend of mine, mentor, he introduced the idea, and uh, this was only after like ten years. I saw him like ten years later, and I remember the first time I met him. He was like, oh, wow, big arms, good genetics. Mm -hmm. Sure, thank you. Ten years later, we, we, we started chat. because now this wonderful thing called Instagram was around, yeah. you know. And I messaged him on Instagram, and he's like, yeah, cool, buddy. Like, you know, what are you doing? What are you up to? I sent him pictures, and he's like, oh, my God. Like, you know, I always knew you had the genetics, yeah. but, like, what are you doing with this? I'm like, no, you know, like, I, I train every day and, you know, like, in an hour. I'm like, no, fuck, with these sort of genetics, like, you really need to... Use it to advantage, pursue it, you know? And so he kind of encouraged me into competing. To competing, yeah. You know, planted that this? seed. Uh, 2016, Oh, okay, so it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of planted the seed. Yeah. Introduced the idea of competing, which I must be honest, was um, it was never really a consideration. Um, although when I got into bodybuilding, the likes of Jay Cutler, um... David Henry, there was a there was there was a handful of guys, Branch Warren, um, that were they were my inspiration, they were my motivation, mm -hmm. uh, and um, there was always this, you know, dream of being on the Olympia stage. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, from when I had this idea of competing, and that was always kind of the tra trajectory that that I was working towards, and I just wanted to attend, or be at the Olympia. You know, so this December was my first time attending the Olympia, but in the crowd. In the crowd. It was good enough, right? You're probably the most fa famous person. <laughs> <laughs> it was good enough. So funny story. So we actually, we, we got in, uh, entered a little bit late. and um, This was the recent Olympia, right? Yeah, yeah, this was, yeah, this yeah, was yeah. now. Um, and uh, we got in and we, we just we hurried to find the seats because we were going to want to be standing up. And, yeah. you know, and I sat next to some guy and as I sat down, he just sat there flabbergasted. And he looked at me like five minutes. Like, what are you doing here? But incredible experience. Um, the dream was to attend Olympia. Like I said, in terms of competing, this question might come up. May as well address it now. But like where yeah, I'm was, at. Yeah, I was going to ask you. you, know, um, you have any so future? I did. So he planted the seed yeah. and I did end up competing. And um, my first show I ever did, uh, I was up against quite an advanced lineup. Um and I went in, I didn't do novice, I went into, so I don't know why, I don't mean to deviate here, but I always had this number, there was this, this goal, this number of 130 kilos, super heavyweight, and I think it's got to do with my age, my generation, and how we brought up, and what we we're introduced to, you know, in terms of like action figures, and um, what we perceive as, I don't want to say, uh, but like peak peak masculinity or peak human form you know yeah it's a big dude it's not a not it's a, a big dude. dude it's not no. a dude that's 100 100 kgs yeah. no. you know obnoxiously big yeah muscles veins just like crazy bro you're calling us skinny yeah no but it, but it's changed <laughs> this yeah, is no, my no. point it's definitely. changed yeah definitely different now. It, it, it has it's changed yeah. and i think so because look at the generations before mm -hmm. and everything even at the olympia was always about super heavy super heavy super heavy yeah. Things have changed, it's shifted. Yeah. Because now your guys' generation, it's more about aesthetics, classic, 
you know, just Bumstead. Yeah. This How is, small is your waist? Yeah. Can you vacuum as small as your waist? I think it has you a know, lot to do with Lena social Tyler. media. Yeah. A lot to do with social media too. Yeah. So it's not so much about mass anymore. No. But for me, it was always about mass. And I had this 130 kilos. That was the goal. And super heavy. And um, I was, I mean, I, I, I was heavy. I think it was like 125. Um, and I ended up dieting down too much. Um, the show kept being pushed out. I had gyno. And the federation uh, would penalize for gyno. So we decided to do another federation. This was a decision that my coach made. Um, but it was just extended and extended. I ended up prepping for a long time. I think personally, I ended up compromising a lot of mass, uh, but I was shredded, bro. I was shredded to the bone. Did you maintain so, that for a while or did you, cause I remember I saw you like a year and a half ago in Dubai and you were peeled. Oh yeah. Did you even, keep that was a long prep itself. So yeah. I'll, I'll lead up to that. Yeah. 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 That was a long prep. But anyway, so this was my first show and, um, yeah, I went in not super heavyweight. I was devastated, you know. I didn't mm. make goal weight. I was heavyweight, but I think I went on at 95 kilos, right? Uh, but peeled. Anyway, I came second, and uh, it was cool. I fumbled a little bit on the posing. Yeah. Um, but Second for the first show? Yeah. That's really yeah. It's better than me. <laughs> and I thought I did. What did you place, bro? I got fourth. Damn. You look phenomenal. I, I mean, this good. isn't all about me. Let's talk about you. Like, yeah, I mean, my show. You like, look phenomenal, Ollie. I really, I have to say, thank you. You know, I've seen you kind of work you your way up social sides. media. Yeah. You've put on a lot of sides over the years, and then like overnight, bam, chiseled Ollie. I mean, Ollie, Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when I was sixteen, like younger, like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, I was a proper gym rat. Like yeah. all I did was gym, 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 gym. And then I kind of started focusing more on social media when I was like 18, 19. And then even though I still went to the gym and still put in a lot of work, I wasn't as on point. Mm. So, and that, I've been like that now for like three, what is it, like three, four years. So when I actually like, you know, you know, put down my foot and was like, okay, I'm going to do this shit and put in all, like all effort I could and everything was on point, my body changed like that. Yeah. Obviously, there's some. I took more gear than what I usually do and stuff. That has a what you take gear? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you know, obviously that stuff too. And then I was dieting really hard, which yeah. made me obviously look better. But everything was on point for like five months yeah. or like uh, almost six months because I I did a prep up, you know, with the off season too. Um, so it's just I, I feel like it's just about life, like you know your whole lifestyle. Like yeah. when you actually put in everything you can into something, yeah. you can achieve it. And that that's what prep really showed me. Like yeah. I said when I came out of prep, I was like that's that's the best lesson I've learned like my whole life. So we had an interesting conversation yesterday around this. Um I don't want to divulge too much what was said because I might be in disagreement with that, but I kind of encourage people to to compete. It's just like what it did yeah. for you. It opened it up did the for head. me. Yeah. Exactly. And there was things that I learned through that process, um, which has benefited me in my work, relationship. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like so much training, yeah. Yeah. you know. So do it for that. Do it to test yourself mentally. Yeah, it's not about like at the end of the it's day. Not it's not easy. It's not about the end result. It's about the process. The process. That, you know, the journey. Yeah, it's not about back. that five yeah. minutes on stage. It's 
you know, the 14, 15 weeks of the dedication. Exactly, yeah. You know, 100%. Not deviating, because, I mean, shouldn't, not deviating from your plans, training, yeah. even when you're tired, pushing you through, it's breaking those mental barriers. There's, there's so much that you'll gain from that. It's insane. From that it's prep insane, cycle, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, so, so for that, and uh, now I interrupted you and I forgot my train of thought, but. No, but it, no, I, like I said, it was really good. Like I put in every, all as much as I could. Sorry, can I follow through from there? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Brain fog. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd be doing the same more recently. I mean, I was in the gym. I've been going to the gym every single day. Yeah. You know, every day. I have my off days, my rest days. But still, I'm, I, I'm in the gym and I'm working. Yeah. I, I think I'm working hard. But um, had a very fortunate opportunity. Now, January, just before we left for uh, Dubai, had a session with Honey Rambard, and he kind of, again, like in life, in my journey as a bodybuilder, as a content creator, there's been certain milestones, there's been certain triggers. You know, it was again, it was just one of those where I realized I mean, I'm in the gym every day, but what am I doing? What am I giving? Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same for yourself. It's yeah. related, but is it a hundred percent? You yeah. know, or is it fifty, sixty percent? That's what I realized too during prep. Yeah, because. Now when I train, when I finish a training session now, okay, I train hard, but it's not that 100%. Yeah. During prep, in my head, I was just going to give it all every session, and I did, and the results came. Mm. So I noticed a big difference too, and it's probably... Is it sustainable to give 100% in the gym all the time? No. Debatable, yeah. but it's good to have those triggers and just to keep you on track and yeah. just... A little reminder of what it is to give 100%, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm back in the swing of that now, and I've been having really some of the best workouts, uh, especially I mean, just after that. Land in Dubai, went to Banus. Um, we've all had the opportunity to train Banus, one of the craziest gyms in the world. It's insane. That place insane. scares insane. the, the work shit ethic, out of me. The, um, I mean, yeah, just the work ethic, the, the physiques that you'll see there. Just the average Joe, just training. Is bigger you know, than most of us. And then <laughs> and then you have the likes of Big Rami or yeah. you know, Sergio, all of these guys that just, you know, come through and have a workout and it's just this constant motivation. Um so yeah, I just and then I got straight into this we got that straight into Benusa, bam, 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 bam. Um just been kind of following that through and just been having the most you know, incredible workouts mm -hmm. again. So it's how's your diet that. at the moment? What's your plan? Pretty decent. Yeah. Pretty decent. Like, I, I try my best to kind of keep diet in check. Um, the process, which I'm going through now, so I'm, I'm a little bit fluffy, but... Fuck, bro. I don't know what I have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've completed a bulk. Yeah. Right. I Are you completed a bulk. the bulk? Yeah. I put on a lot of tissue, and what we're trying to now is just mature that tissue, because I wanted to go straight in, get chiseled, I mean, I put on some pictures on Instagram from when I was diced previously. Oh, yeah, I saw those. Crazy. I insane, mean, insane, yeah. Crazy. 600,000 likes. Insane. And that just shows me, like, what, what physiques people want to see shredded. Abs, yeah, yeah. You know? Even me, like, as soon as I saw prep, people were like, ah. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I need, to, abs? I need yeah. to travel so, so people actually open up their eyes because I'm still here, but, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just an interesting topic of conversation because. Yeah. You know, you it's it's difficult. There are people that maintain physiques like this. Joe I know them. Joe, Alex, these guys that maintain. But like, I feel that you need to go through that process of doing a bulk if you want to grow. 
yeah. if you want to grow, you know? But if you're obviously just, you're maintaining and you're keeping at that size and you're keeping that physique um, for that condition and as for content, cool. Yeah. Uh, but personally, I, I do, I want to grow. I hit my goal of 130. I actually broke, then at the heaviest, I was 136. And now Ooh, I was 140. Wait, you were so, 140? 140, bro. You know, that's 315 pounds. That it was, it was insane. Three, well, Mike, I could be wrong, but it was 308.9. But it was uh, one... So it's, it's, anything over like 250 is big. Like big. Thank you. So you're like far above. You can round yeah, up but, 308 but to I felt, I felt yeah. terrible. Okay, I mean, this, this all has to do with my sleep. Yeah. And I managed to get that under control, thank God. And my weight actually increased as I was able to do that. My, my sleep was horrific. You know, that's another topic of conversation. Um, but yeah, so... You know, um, just maintaining and right now, so I thought, okay, let's get diced. Let's, you know, bring the body fat percentage right down, do a mock prep because I'm kind of toying with the idea of competing. Mm -hmm. And I thought, right, before I just go all out and, you know, do a prep, stand on stage, let's do like a mock prep. You know, let's, let's go through this entire process from start to finish. And I mean, shave, tan, water manipulation, everything. Did There's you do the it? date. No, no, that's what I was, I was going to do. Oh, okay. There's the date. Oh, okay. But, you know, standing on stage, just getting some fucking sick content from that, yeah. right? That was my plan. Um, I was advised against that and just to go through this process of maturing this tissue mm -hmm. and then kind of bring it down, you know, and then, then eventually start on this, this mock prep. So it's still going to happen, just not now because I should have been in that period already. So yeah. we'll save that for a later date. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so where I'm at is just kind of maintained. So yeah, I've got my maintenance calories and I try my best to adhere to my, my meals. You know, one of the first things I do when I get somewhere, buy a food scale, you know, or travel with one preferably. You don't have to keep buying it. You, you, know, you always have to scale. <laughs> yeah. Always? And, and that's the one of the reasons why I like Thailand because it's so easy here. Yeah. You know, um, I must be honest, like not to dog on anyone, but in the US, it is a challenge. It is. Finding it's a, food is difficult. You know what I told these, One of the, these sorry, just what I told these guys as I moved to Dubai, I was I was convinced that the US hates their people after like just how absurdly yeah. convenient it is like everywhere else to like, you know, if you want to be in shape, you want to be fit, you know, like Dubai, you go to Protein House, all these different like healthy places, people that are not even in the gym are there eating yeah. just to be healthy yeah. versus yeah. in the US, it's like that's not even an option. It's, it's very difficult. So like you have, so in order to get like protein or, you know, chicken rice, you have like Chipotle, mm -hmm. but let's yeah, face which, it, which, it's, it's better than a lot of your options, right? Let's it face is, it. it. There's cava, there's, 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 there's some, but you know, um, other than that, you really have to rely on making your own food. Yeah. Um, so, or, or get a meal prep company, but like, that's kind of what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Whereas here, what I like, the convenience of, you go to the 7-Eleven, you go to the Family Mart, and you can buy, you know, your two, two, three tubs of rice. So it's 100 grams, a little tub of rice. And this they is, weigh it out for you? No, it's prepackaged. Oh, On the okay. shelf in every single 7-Eleven, every single Family Mart. For those who don't know, every 100 meters on every single street, there's a Family Mart or a 7-Eleven. I noticed. Phuket, it's crazy. Entire, Thailand, I mean... Bangkok's always like that. But yeah, you'll get, and then you get um, chicken breast. From the 7-Eleven? From the 7-Eleven or the family mark, you get your chicken breast. And then, you know, you've got your grams on there. And this is boiled, right? 
if you can stomach boiled chicken breast, they do season. Some of them has got like a chili spice. Some of them has got like garlic pepper, and then it's just plain. Yeah. And then they have the chicken breast with the fillet, and then they have tenders. And they're cooked, right? So my hack, yeah, this is pre-cooked. Unreal. Right? So my hack is go for the tenders, because they a lot more tender, but I just, I just prefer the taste of the tenders. they absolute gas. Love it. And then you get your little rice, and you can get brown rice, there's black rice, there's white rice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, pop it in a microwave. And yeah, I mean, it's got, it's got the grams on that. So you know exactly how many packs of chicken you need to get or how many um, little tubs of rice you need to get. And get yourself a little pineapple with that or, or little, some, some almonds or whatever. But it's, it's that easy to stay on track. Yep, yeah. You know, so that's, that's, like I said, it's very suited to, to bodybuilding coming here. So like here, it's, I don't have to carry my, my, my scale and shit. You don't have to go. Yeah. Because literally every single corner walking down the street has got some chicken and rice in the 7-Eleven or family. That is so insane. It's, yeah. it's really easy here. But outside of that, uh, when traveling, it is a bit of a struggle. You know, and I've done quite a bit of traveling the last 12 months. I think have been to now 27 cities. Oh, my but God. And, I, and how long? 12 months. Unreal. That's um, two cities a month. That's crazy. Yeah. But a lot of this was obviously the U.S., but... Oh, yeah. Um, Anyway, but yeah, so I, I really do try my best. Um, it has been a little bit flexible. There's a lot of us here, we have a good time. We're gonna go out, we'll have a nice dinner. I'm still gonna try and make the most conscious decision, the most conscious choice when it comes mm-hmm. to food selection. Yes. So I've introduced everyone, even in Dubai. You know, we've got this incredible thing you boys all know, Shish Tawuk. Shish Tawuk. Oh, yes. <laughs> Shish Tawuk. You know what's the scary part though? When they bring out the hummus. Oh, that, that's when it goes downhill. Yeah. That's when it goes Every down. now and then, some of them will come with a plate of fries too, and oh. I clap. Oh, no. The hummus that's hard. and oh, the yeah. bread. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. Um, but still, simple yeah. chicken rice again, yeah. you know, so. It's a lot easier. Easier. That's very funny though. Like, <laughs> you're talking about first thing you do when you get to places is buy a scale. First thing I did when I got dropped off at the airport and I got my taxi is I made my dude stop off at one of the cannabis stores. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up a couple of J's and I came back. Um, no, that's funny. But I also, so you were talking about like your bulk and stuff a little bit before. Um, I wanted to ask you how that affected you mentally. And because I know half the reason, you know, most people don't want to go through a bulk is because they don't want to get fluffy. They don't want to mm. get fat, you know, like it terrifies them. So it's like... It's tough. It's tough. There's this thing called body dysmorphia and it's real. It's very real. Yeah. And it's very apparent. I think I think most bodybuilders suffer from this. I suffer I think really. It's more prone. I think it's more prone to bodybuilders, but a lot of people suffer from body yeah. dysmorphia. But anyway, um, and, you know, there's a lot of challenges that I faced going through this bulk. One of them was my sleep. You know, I, I put a lot of tissue, I put a lot of size in a relatively short period of time. And one of the biggest things I struggled with, you know, um, mentally, yes, because there's this thing of social media and yep. you're posting yeah. a picture and you're seeing yourself and it's not getting the same engagement or the likes as when you were shredded, yeah. you know, and then you got someone asking you, oh, where's your abs? And you got someone else commenting. You got the keyboard you know, warriors. Yeah. <laughs> So there's the mental side to it, right? Um, but yeah, I think um, you just got to trust the process. There's, there's the physical side to it too, in terms of health, and that's where I face personally the most struggles here. Um, here in Thailand? No, no, no. Oh, Sorry, okay. in terms of the bulk. Okay, in terms of okay. Yeah, it it was just with this with this increase, and I have 
I'm prone to sleep apnea. I have sleep apnea, and I have for many years. But as my weight increases, the worse? severity increases. Oh wow! Yeah. So is there? Bad. So did you? Were you able to fix that? Like, is there a way that you fix your sleeping, or uh, you just so, kind of get used to it? Or so I actually. So I got to the U.S. and I was already going through this bulk. I started it when I was here in Thailand. So the the routes, the the, the travel trajectory, you know, was um, Thailand started the bulk, then headed to the US from there Dubai here but anyway it was so it started here and then went to the US and I was kind of midway through um, and already my weight was up significantly and uh, my sleep was terrible atrocious you know and I actually went to the doctor I'm like please just give me something to stay awake like, stay awake stay, stay awake? awake during the day like during the day oh, I'm like I'm oh, so tired oh. I'm so fatigued during the day I think I might borderline have narcolepsy. Give me something to stay awake during the day. Because I could sit down and I'd fall asleep. It was really bad. Mm. Um, so as a good doctor should, he said to me, all right, I'm not going to give you something to stay awake. We need to, tra- we need to treat or, you know, the, 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 the problem. Cause, the problem. Yeah. You know, I, I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I knew it was the sleep, right? The sleep apnea. Yeah. Um, but I've had, have, I na- have had nasal surgery. Um, and it was really, I was faced, it was this really difficult situation that I was in because I've, I've done the CPAP um, and I really struggled with it. I struggled tremendously with the CPAP and getting used to the CPAP. And what, what's the CPAP? It's the sleeping machine. So what it does is, it's a mask, you get a full face, you get a nasal pillow, you get a nasal mask. And all it, it does is... It's like in your nostrils? No, no, no. Oh, okay. But it just pushes like high pressure air. And what it does is keeps your air passageway open so that it doesn't close. Okay, that's got to be quite uncomfortable to sleep with. Yeah, it's, it's extremely I don't think I'll be able to sleep with uncomfortable that. to sleep with. Extremely uncomfortable. And this was this was one of the struggles that I had previously because I'm generally a light sleeper. Yeah. So it would it would ramp up. And when I say ramp up, the CPAP, the CPAP machine, um, you can set it so you can set your ramp time so it starts on a low pressure, and then you should fall asleep. Let's say 15 to 20 to 30 minutes, whatever. And then you can set your ramp up. When it ramps up, it shoots. So it goes from like four to eleven, and then it's just like the sudden gust of air. You know, like this high pressure air being forced through your nose and through your throat. And you're just like, <gasps> and wow. you're suffocating on this. So I'm like trying to fall asleep. And the next minute, I'm like, oh fuck. Okay, I'm anyway. Wow, and then, crazy, yeah. but yeah, but I'm a light sleeper and um, sleep atrocious. But made the mistake of leaving the CPAP um, in South Africa with my travels, so I didn't end up taking it to Thailand. And because my weight wasn't that bad, I kind of had it under control. You know, I have a, um, like a mouthpiece as well, a splint, that kind of forces your bottom jaw forward. So you can imagine, so you're lying on your back, and then what happens, your jaw drops, yeah. and that immediately closes off your air passage. But just oh, okay. bring that forward, yeah. your jaw forward, and it opens up immediately. So that, yeah. for people that have like mild sleep apnea, that's something that will help. That's something that generally does help. Uh, sleep on your side, sleep with an elevated mattress. There's a couple of things that, that can assist. But as my weight picked up, the severity increased significantly and none of this was helping. So back of the CPAP. <laughs> and um, I, got a, I had to go through a process. Yeah, I have to get a script because in the US, wow. I, I guess in most countries. You need um, a script to have the machine? Yep. Because it works on us, there's 
Um, I mean, it's, it's a life-saving device, but I think if used incorrectly, it could obviously have some yeah, certain, the opposite, some certain the opposite effects effect. too, yeah. you know. But you got to get the correct settings. Um, so I had to go through all of this, and I got my little CPAP. And then the same thing, ramp, wake up, and I, I struggled with this for like two to three weeks. So I went back to the same doctor, right? So it's like, how things are going? I'm like, very little improvement here. Uh, <laughs> but what I ended up doing was just give me something to help me sleep but with a very short half-life. So it really just like put me to sleep, deep sleep, and then there's that ramp. Yeah. And then I would stay asleep. Okay. You know, and then through the ramp, that it's now... so hard because sleep has such a big impact on your life in general. Like when, it, when your sleep is affected terms, like that, yeah, that's honestly, a lot of steps, you know? It's a lot of stuff you got to do to get your sleep in right. Yeah. yeah. Even with like bodybuilding, you know, like you need to work out, protein, and recovery. Yeah. Sleep is... You know what? Go, just go a week, sleep deprived, and then you truly understand the importance of sleep. Feels like torture. Because it's torture, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a, it's mentally, probably the most, physically, yeah. it's absolute torture, guys. Like, I had, I think I had like two hours, two productive hours in my day. So I'd wake up, tired, you feel hungover, you're groggy, headache. I mean, you feel awful. Mm. Um, you have a carbon dioxide buildup. This causes headaches. There's, uh, but um, I would have I would caffeinate, so I would have to have coffee, energy drinks, and um, there's a rice plug. I'd have my rice fuel energy drink. Daddy or And yeah, so I'd be okay for like an hour or two, and then I'd start dipping again. I just start dipping. I would sit on my chair and I'd be struggling to stay awake. So it was really that bad. So I wasn't having a very productive day i wasn't efficient um i wasn't having great workouts um, did it, did it affect i was your, moody yeah. i was miserable i think my hormones were, were out of balance like i was it was the the brain fog that i had it was awful guys like i tell you i was it was living hell so now i feel like a different person like what is it it's half past 11 you know i'm i'm like cruising i haven't had a lot of caffeine i think today i had like 200 megs of caffeine but it's a bad ties, bro. It's bad ties. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it, what it's done for me, what it's done for my energy levels, what it's done for my physique or my training, my everything. Sleep, 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 sleep. Anyway, um, yeah, so long story short, sorry. I think it's a very important topic to discuss. I mean, yeah, I've learned a lot. This is, it's, it's actually called the silent killer because a lot of people die from sleep apnea. Really? Yeah, yeah. It starves your oxygen, uh, oxygen from your organs, from your brain. So it leads to heart attacks and, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that people consider dangerous in bodybuilding. Sleep apnea is right up there. What is know? someone, so let's say, you know, there's kid, adult, someone out there who thinks, okay, like my sleep is not that great. Maybe I have sleep apnea. Like what, is there like a telltale sign for it? Yeah. Okay. So one, you wake up tired, hungover, you snore, uh, if you have a partner or someone sleeping with you, they'll tell you you're snoring really loud or you wake up gasping for air. You literally stop breathing. So you shut down and then you kind of suffocate. Um, oh, wow. So be... you'll have like a partner or someone telling you like, listen, okay, yeah. you, 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 know, you, you stop breathing or you're snoring really loud or you're just tired, fat fatigued. And I did a, a video about this, just about sleep apnea months ago. And I still have people in my DM saying, thank you so much. You know, you saved my life. I feel like a different person. Yeah, um, game changer. 
game changer. Yeah, I guess that. you don't think about these all these things don't, when don't, you don't, don't have them. Don't sleep on it, bro. Like, no, yeah. don't sleep on the no sleep. <laughs> uh, I was also I was gonna ask you a serious question. Did you oh. ever think about um, like using weed or anything to sleep? Because I know that that's like main like how I first started smoking was I couldn't sleep. My my homie was like, bro, take this pen, hit this jar before you go to bed. You'll be out like a lot. Yeah. So I, I used to have um, like CBD drops, mm-hmm. just just CBD, never weed. I haven't smoked weed in, I, mean, I hate to give away my age. Well, I actually did that right in the beginning. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, to myself on the bus. Um, I had like 20 plus years, right? Wow. Um, and it's not that I have anything against it. No. It's, it was, it's actually a really funny story, right? Wait, was this your, was tell this you your really, first and last time? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it wasn't the first, but it certainly was the last. Okay. It's, it's a terrible story, but fuck it, I'm going to tell you guys. Love the era. <laughs> so, um, I was with a friend group, and they were all smoking weed. Um, my good friend, we were into skateboarding. His older brother uh, obviously introduced him to it, introduced me to it. And it's not like, we, I mean, it, was, it was a couple of occasions, but I was in you know high school, I was pretty young, and... There was this rumor that there was going to be this bust. They're going to come and test, do a, do a urine test for, oh, for, okay. for, for, yeah. for, for these guys smoking weed. And they were clear suspects because they were just known as. Was, you know, is this in South Africa? Yeah. Was it illegal? Uh, is it illegal? Yeah, it's illegal, but it's also, I mean, at least like when I was growing up in South Africa, like it's nowhere near, I'm sure it's changed now. But it was nowhere near as like common as it is in the U.S. for like okay. kids and stuff to be smoking. So it's like if you you know if you were smoking weed, you know you're a crackhead. You could like kind of you could see you could spot the odd one out pretty okay. easy. Versus like now when I went to high school in the U.S., it's like fifty fifty. Yeah. So it's like mm. you know completely okay. different. Mm. But yeah, so there was these rumors, and I, mean, I hit panic, and there was I was told what would help is condensed milk. We know what is condensed milk. I don't know what. Yeah, I know. Condensed milk. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know what condensed. It's like I was told, sweeter milk, right? Drink yeah. a copious amount of condensed milk, and you 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 clear. You'll pass. So I went and I bought a. It must have been a five kilogram packet, right? I know. Another way, it was a heavy packet, right? <laughs> and I had these little sachets with like pink condensed milk. There was a little elephant on it. Clearly remember, and I must have consumed like. 30, 40 of these. I'm surprised I don't have diabetes from that. That's but anyway. a dirty bulk in itself. <laughs> that was, that wow, was a lot that's, of sugar that's a lot of calories, day. yeah. And I sat there and I prayed, oh, please God, help me. I promise I'll never smoke weed again. And I didn't ever smoke weed again. Bro, so. <laughs> Did they end up doing the bust or not? <laughs> no. But, <laughs> but funny story. So that, honestly, I was just, and I just made that decision and commitment then. And I mean, I'm, I'm a f- fairly religious person, but yep. yeah, I just, it was just like done and done yep. for. Yeah. It kind of, uh, cease to exist. It's a very personal <laughs> thing, like weed. You love it. It's changed. Ah, bro, like not not as much, sometimes. not as much as I used to love it. You know, yeah, like when yeah, I was yeah. back in the U.S., I would smoke all day, every day. I'd go to the gym. I'd make content high. I'd do all of that stuff. And now it just like it affects me different. Like if I smoke, like I'm if this pod was two years ago, I'd be sitting on here with a blunt. Now if I had to take a single hit and try and spit on a podcast. It's not happening. So, like, it's changed for me over time. Like, it's yeah. not – I used to be a big fan of it. Not so much anymore. Um, but, yeah, I definitely – I think it's, like, a personal thing. I think that, 
you know, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but it affects everyone differently. Yeah. You know, it's not definitely. There's no one, not one size fits all with weed. Like it's not. For sure. It's not one of those things. Mm. It's hard though because if you're in a friend group and everyone smokes weed and you don't really like it and you do it anyway, like it get it gets to your head, you know? Yeah. Because that's how mm. it was for me. Like everyone was smoking, I was always the one who was like, uh, might also need some new friends, maybe. Huh? Might also need some new friends, maybe. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> worse now. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind, bro. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's tough. There's this thing called peer pressure, and it's yeah. real because I did. I was, I was always like, oh, you know, and I was just like, no, thank you. Why? What's wrong with you? Oh no, I didn't ever want to tell anyone my story. I was just like, nah, you know. Condensed milk. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard condensed milk. I've heard like marijuana. Right, it's probably the biggest sauce. bunch of bullshit. But like, this is what I was told, mm. and yeah. Um, but yeah, CBD drops uh, does just you know calm you down, relax you, a little uh, mellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But CBD drops is just as far as I went. The whole other side of it, THC. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, how did you get into the whole social media part? Because I mean, it's your whole life now, right? Like your whole life is Pretty surrounded much. by this. So where did all that start? So yeah, I mean, as I got more into bodybuilding and more into the competitive side. Um, I naturally started Instagram. Um, we had this other gentleman in South Africa, happy to mention his name, Yaku De Brain. I mean, very iconic guy for South Africans. You very South Yaku. African name, yeah. Yeah, um, and he's one of the first guys that like really made it on social media. You know, great physique. Wait, Jake, what's his name? Yaku De Brain. Oh yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal physique, great guy, um, and yeah, he 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 popped off. He grew up to. But this must have been like five years ago, because I remember I used to watch his stuff. Seven, back in eight the years, probably. Yeah. When I started training, I, he was like yeah, the top one. Yeah, yeah, he was right up there. He was right up there. Um, and yeah, so like I had this inspiration to, you know, be something on social media. Yeah. Um, but I started out doing like that sort of content because in my mind that's like what what worked you know just showing abs and looking jacked having a good physique it used to jacked. be like that though it used to it used be like that yeah i like good point you said it used i mean that's it how has. i blew up yeah and i didn't blow up because of tiktok i blew up because yeah, yeah. i was like yeah. 17. so i started out doing that instagram pictures posing uh and then and i, I mean i i saw some growth i think I, I, I hate to actually use the excuse, but I say, as a South African, you know, I had um, a good following, and like I was recognized when I went to gyms, um, and I had a sponsor, and yeah, it would, I mean, it was cool. It felt cool, yeah. um, and wanted to expand on that, so I started to do YouTube content. Disastrous. Did you I, do like vlogging and stuff. Well, I had to sit and address a camera like I am now. And like now I'm cool with it. Yeah. I mean, I was even a little bit anxious coming here because I, I've always been afraid of the camera. Yeah. Petrified, right? It is, yeah. The camera, the camera, the, the, the camcorder, the VHS recorder, because I'm vintage like that. <laughs> yeah. Right? They would come out at like family gatherings, this big thing. It was so big. It's like carried on their shoulder, right? Like a... Biggest student in your own room just gone. <laughs> yeah. Really. <laughs> no, like... No, no, this was when I was younger. Yeah, oh, okay. So this used to come out of family gatherings. I would run. I didn't want to be seen by this thing. I, just, yeah. I had this fear.
fear. I don't know why, but I was petrified of the camera. Uh, so it really took a lot for me to get used to speaking to and addressing the camera. I mean, the first YouTube video that we ever did took two days. Wow. Wait, two, there was a lot of arguing, there was a lot of fighting, there was a lot of cussing, there was a lot of, there was a lot of everything <laughs> and very little productive filming that came out of that <laughs> because I, I, I would sit there and I still have these moments. Yeah. You know, I would sit there and look at the camera and like, oh, this actually happened in the gym the other day here. We had a, we, I did a video, um, if you saw, we were like vacuuming yeah, yeah. Patrick's abs because we did the whole yes, 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 thing. Yeah. And this was filmed in the gym and everyone is there and they're all standing looking through the window. Um, and I had one of those moments I had to try and remember my lines and I just went like, <gasps> I just like froze up okay. completely, you know. Um, but it's, it's gone a lot better over time. So I've got a lot more comfortable and uh, because now doing it every single day, multiple times of the day but like still with lives and that sort of thing. So a lot of people ask me like, how, do you, how did you overcome it? You just have to do it over and over again. Practice makes Especially perfect. because it's different doing like a pre-recorded session to doing a live session, yeah. you know? Because there's that additional pressure. Like even this for me is kind of, because I've never, I mean, you've done a few podcasts. Yeah, but it this took, is like took my, me a while. Yeah, this is like the third pod yeah. I ever, ever do. Yeah. And it's kind of hard because you're put on the spot, yeah. kind of, in a bit. But, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. honestly, yeah. I think that's so cool that you say that. Not cool, but I think it's, like, really important for people out there to remember that because yeah. at least when I watch your content, I'm like, fuck, this is, this is, the, textbook. This is the textbook right here. Yeah, this, this, is, is, yeah. this is what you watch and you learn from, and it just looks like it's, like, effortless and it's flawless. Yeah. But it's, mm -hmm. like, to still know that, like, you know, every oh. now and then you still might trip about it because, you know, I do. I know you probably do too. Uh, it, but it's like, you know, again, one side of social media, people see that and they're like, oh, I can never do what he's doing because I'm, no, I'm nowhere near as comfortable in front of a camera, yeah. this and that. But it just takes time. My own sister, right? And she, she's going to kick my ass if she ever sees this. But my own sister, and she's two years older than I am. Okay. And she had the same phobia for cameras. Mm -hmm. It's like I talk about it now, we laugh. And it's funny because the camera come out, we both like run different directions, <laughs> scatter. And she's like, how did you overcome it? I'm like, because now she's starting her own product line, and she's like, well, how do I promote my business? So I'm saying, well, get on TikTok, do videos. She's got very unique content. She's yep. got very unique content that will benefit a lot of people. Yeah. And it's ideal for social media, for TikTok and for Reels and that, short format videos. But she cannot bring herself to overcome that fear of addressing the camera. You know, it's, it's unfortunate. It's a pity. Yeah. Because like, her business will be skyrocketing. And I hope she hears this. <laughs> yeah. But I hope anyone else that, that has that fear, and it's not just talking to the camera, it's fear. Yeah. You know? I mean, my, I had, a, yeah, I had, I struggled a lot in the beginning. Because yeah. obviously I'm Swedish. I dropped out of high school. My English was shit. I didn't yeah. pass. Still a bit dodgy, bro. It's very dodgy. <laughs> I'm trying. It takes me a few minutes to like process something and translate it. But uh, I'm getting there. I'm working on it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But yeah, that, when I, first, I remember, I still have it. I have it unlisted on YouTube. I'll probably put it public now. I was going to record myself eating a meal of chicken and rice. I couldn't pronounce it, bro. Yeah. I couldn't pronounce chicken. I couldn't pronounce rice. I couldn't pronounce broccoli. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, so I recorded like, I did like 10 takes on this video of me you know, showing my first meal, my pre-workout meal. And then that was the only talking of the video. It was just hard style music. I mean, yeah, bro, like for me, like, you know, 100% comes down to fear. Like yeah. my greatest fear on this planet 
is living normal, being average, which, you know, if that's your thing, go do it. But I want to do great things. Like so a like nine to five? Me, yeah, and not even nine to five, but just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, the average shit. Like, I, you know, I want to be able to Matrix. do stuff like this. Like, come to, you know, Thailand, you know, live in Dubai 22. Like, do all that cool stuff. Like, I love it. Like, yeah. one of my best feelings ever is walking into a room and, like, you're one of the youngest people there. And it's like, you know that you're doing well because you're there before a lot of other people. And that was kind of, because I never even had TikTok downloaded on my phone. I was one of those dudes that made fun of it. And I was like, you know, you yeah. post TikToks, you're a clown yeah. and all that. And I just like woke up one day and it's like, okay, I'm stuck in a frat house with four other dudes, you know, that's yeah. fucking trashes everywhere. It's, we're getting hammered. We're doing, you know, we're not going anywhere. And it was like, you know, if I keep doing this, like, I'm going to be fucked. And so it was like, you know, okay, yes, it's scary, but it's not as scary as my fear of being average or below average. So yeah. I was like, okay, you know. Valuable, very valuable advice there because, you know, I, I mean, I, I really only started this, um, I mean, at the age of like 35, I guess. Yeah, that is, yeah. I think it's so cool because you, you, everything but, happened for you very quickly, right? Yeah, but I, mean, not, not that, but I lost, not over, so, so in terms overnight. of social media, yeah. um, but I mean, okay, prior to that, I mean, I I, I still have a, a software company, so we do like yeah. application development and stuff, but um, prior to that, like, I mean, you guys are young, what is it, 20? 22. Two? Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. You are young, 20. 21. Guys. <laughs> I'm much older, <laughs> well, but but yeah, well done, well done. Because I wish, like when I was younger, because I had these ideas. Yeah, I had these ideas of things that I wanted to do. You know, ideas for products, ideas for businesses, um, and I kind of held back. There was these, you know, um, restrictions that I kind of put on myself because of fear risk. or doubt or risk, yeah. you know? Yeah. We talked about and a lot on the last part about risk yeah. and stuff. Instead of just saying, you know, fuck you and do it. Yeah. The way I looked at it is I was like, try. yeah, you know, I looked at it as like, okay, I'm going to make these TikTok videos. I'm not going to tell my mates about it. So the only way my mates see it is if it's ripping on their for you page. And I was That's like, right. you know, if it doesn't yeah. work, then all I am is back in the same position I was before. Yeah. But I'm glad I did it. 100%. Fuck it. At the age of 35 or, I mean, around there. But I did it. Yeah. You know, there's people that go their entire life and not doing it. And living with this, they want to do something, but they, yeah. don't, they don't want to take this. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but, like, a lot of the time, like, I've seen, like, interviews of, like, like old people, like, like actually old people, like, in, like, the yeah. 80s type thing. And, you know, they'll ask them, you know, what's one thing you regret in life? And, like... They say, like, their biggest regret is just, like, missing out on the things, like, they'd wish they'd done. You know, like, just small stuff. Like, mm. you know, like, even just, like, you know, approaching a girl or whatever. It's like, you know, it seems like such a big deal at the time. Yeah. But then, you know, you're 80 years old. You're sitting there and it's like, damn, like, it's really all about to end. And I haven't done the things that I wanted to uh -huh. do. Like, the things I said I was going to do. So, yeah. Like, yeah. And every interview I've watched, it's almost every single person's exact same response. So that's mm. what I don't want to be laying on my deathbed going like, oh. I wish I'd you know, done this, I wish I'd done that. It's a bitter, tough pill to swallow. But since I started doing social media, I've had the most fulfilling, you know, life 
the quality of life that I've had. And it's not, you know, it, there's a lot that feeds into that because it's doing what I love, what I'm passionate about, helping people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that feeds into that. Mm-hmm. But since I started on this, I've had the most fulfilling life. Whereas, you know, if I didn't, and I think about, you know, I say it's a bit of a pill to swallow because of the years that I missed out on that I could have potentially had that sense of fulfillment, you know, yeah. had that quality of life instead of just stress, worry, and, you know, um, consumed by just traffic and nine to five yeah. and just doing something for the sake of doing something. You know, it's like a lot of people choose careers because it's going to make their money. You know, yeah. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a, a CA, a chartered accountant. I want to be a lawyer or something. I mean, the world needs doctors and lawyers. Don't get me wrong. But unless you're truly passionate about it, reconsider your choices. Definitely. You know, I started what I was doing because I thought it would make me money. You know? Yep. Um, but Wait, if what, you... Started what? In terms of the, the software development stuff. Oh, okay. You know? yep. But if you're doing something because you love it and because you're passionate about it, you are far more likely to succeed in that. You're never going to feel like you're working a day in your life. Yeah, you are far yeah. more likely to succeed. So do what you enjoy, do what you're passionate about, do it with love. And... Yeah, know, for a lot of... Luck, luckily for me... It happened at such a young age. Yeah. Like, I fell in love with at the gym when I was, like, 15. And then I started earning money from it when I was just 18. I worked at KFC for a year. And then while I was working there, I started generating money from social media. So, and I was way, obviously, more passionate about doing social media, or, like, working out than going to KFC and fried chicken all day. <laughs> so I chose to do go all in on the social media part. I like that. I like yeah. the fact that you've fried chicken, you know? Yeah, four years ago. Yeah, it's yeah, just, pretty crazy. I think it's, for whatever period, it's grounded you. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, now you're in Phuket with the lady boys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's even <laughs> for that short period, it makes you just appreciate oh, what you have now, the position that you're now more. Yeah. You know, and I think I'm very happy I took that job to be fair because it showed me a lot. You know, mm. I absolutely hated it. Like, hated oh, I'm it. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine you like, imagine you still you never made that choice to pursue content and you're still yeah. there frying chicken. Bro. Oh, no. And you still no way. It. It, it, it was just a slap in the face mm. to like, yo, wake up. You need to do something because you'd be a fucking yoked. KFC work. I was though, yoked, bro. Bro. You, you were... Yeah, I was standing there at the cashier like fucking white as shit. Yeah. Everyone looked at me, bro, and I was bro, I cleaned the tables. I had like double XL KFC shirts and stuff. That was kind of tough. It's also a nice reminder of where you go back to if you don't, you know, stay on your stuff and you don't stay yeah. chasing your goals. It's, and, you know, yeah. it's a fear as well. Now that my fear instead of fearing uh, you know, sitting in front of a camera or whatever, yeah. my fear now is to not do it and go back to where I was. So it kind of changed, uh, you know, the fear. Yeah. Which is pretty, it's I true. mean, it's, it's amazing. It yeah. is true, yeah. I mean, you, you have to evolve, you have to, you know, a lot of people think like social media is easy. It's I not. Think that, no. It's not. I mean, there's this idea that you go train, you pull out the camera, you take a picture, you post it, day's done. work done. Oh, fuck. I'm not going to say it's not the case because I, mean, I know kinda, people that do like that, that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's gotta, yeah. I just don't, I don't think that's a sustainable approach to it. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's the easy part, though. 
Yeah. Taking a picture is not hard. Yeah. But then the everything around it is the hard part. There, there's certainly a lot more that goes into it. Yeah. And that's one thing I think that I'm grateful for is the fact that I spent that time working a job in corporate, running a business, um, and I bring that into social media. Mm. You know? were you, you were the CEO, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, you, you, you need to treat it like a business. Yeah. Also, I tell people too, like it's so much easier, you know, in the short period of things, working a nine to five, having a boss telling you what to do. Okay, this is what you're going to do today. And then same thing day in, day out versus, you know, social media, you're having your own business. Like you are the owner, like you have to become creative with social media. You know, you have to tell other people what to do if it's your business. It's a lot of work. You're always starting this podcast. Well done. Thank you. you. It's it's that, it's staying current, you know. It's evolving. It's evolving your content. It's evolving to different platforms. Um, because if you're just going to do the same shit, hey, it might work for you for 12 months. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, I, I've noticed a big change like since yeah. I started. I don't know when you popped off social media, but when I popped off in like 2019, a lot of stuff has changed. Like a lot. Tremendously. And yeah. We talked about this too. Be early to the yeah. trends. Uh, you got to be... If you're early to the trends and you catch it, then... You might be lucky, the lucky one, and you might make it. But if you're not, if you're late to the trend, it's gonna be difficult. Gotta stay evolving. Yeah, yeah. Um, gotta stay ahead of. That the was the, ne- the next thing I wanted to ask you too. So, like, what advice do you have for someone that you know maybe wants to pursue social media? Um, you know, they see what you're doing and they love it, and like they'd love to do something similar for a living. Good question, because I actually I get asked this often. You know, and I'm very responsive in my DMs. So, like, I, I'm always happy to give this. Yeah. The, you know the the advice or but let's try and address this on a, a mass scale <laughs> yeah. but um you know in terms of do it just just fucking do it you yeah. know first things first do it yeah you know get into it film that content mm-hmm. take that picture post it you know because it's going to get better with time yeah. yeah spend time on social media consume social media find your niche Sorry for the interruption, fellas. We had a technical difficulty. <laughs> we will now resume. Um, okay, yeah. So, quick outro before we say goodbye. Um, Ali, what's your plans? Short term, what are you doing over the next, like, I don't know, month to three months? Like, way too from here. Month to three months. I mean, I'm going back to Dubai now. I just wanted to enjoy Dubai a little bit till it gets too hot. Because it will get too hot. It gets very hot. So, you know, just get back there, get to a proper routine, try to get in not crazy good shape, but like good shape, good enough for to do my job because that is my job, right? So just get back to that. And then after there, after that, just take it from there and see what happens. Go with the flow this summer. Uh, for me, I'm, I just like, I love traveling and I don't... I don't set up a specific plan for social media. I kind of just go with, like, coming here, for example. Like, I don't have, like, a specific plan, like, oh, this day I'm going to do this video, this day I'm going to do that video. So I kind of just go with the flow, enjoy life, and I capture everything on camera. Um, so just keep doing that and doing different different things, like this podcast, for example. Definitely, you know, bring this up because uh, I like it. You know, it's very cool. You're sitting down. It's a lot people want to hear, and it's a lot to say. So... I mean, everyone has a story, yeah. you know, and 
it's just giving people the opportunity and platform to tell their story. Yeah, exactly. Josh? Um, my short-term goals, uh, I just got out of a, a relationship with my ex. Um, they didn't end too well, and that kind of fucked with my head a bit um, throughout, you know, the ending of it and, you know, when it happened. So my short-term goal is to get back on my shit, um, start posting content again because, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, you get in a relationship, you get comfortable, and that's kind of what happened with me and stopped me from doing what I loved and, you know, which is this kind of stuff. Like, I love making content. I never thought I would, you know, but I absolutely love it. So my plan is just get back um, to making content, you know, fully on my crypto stuff again and, you know, just keep going because I'm honestly, like, I haven't had, you know, I was always, like I said, I was always very overweight in South Africa, um, didn't have the easiest life, wasn't always, you know, extremely happy. So this is by far, like, the happiest that I've been in my whole life. So, you know, just keep going, just keep pushing um, and, you know, hopefully stay on the right, right track, same track we've been going. Well, boys. Good luck. Let's see where the road takes us and where we link up again. Yeah. Till next time. Keep grinding. Cheers. I just want to give a quick shout out to Rice Ups. You know, we got Dado Noel in all your Walmarts. Is it there? Uh, yeah. So we have this. There's a Walmart range, which is in Walmart. So we have uh, pre-workouts and proteins. Uh, we're expanding on that. We have our energy drinks. We're doing some rebranding right now. We have a new flavor, uh, Country Time Lemonade, which is coming out. This will be released in the, the next few days. Um, so, yeah, that's... that's, uh, that's Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, Are we going to tell them about Cousin's Pumps? When is that dropping? Cousin Pumps? Uh, yeah, Cousin uh, <laughs> Sweat Flavor. Uh, brief, brief Sweat Flavor. Co cousin Indica. How you chose their flavor, but it will instantly cause you to lose brain cells <laughs> on on impact. <laughs> and I gotta give a shout out to huge supplements, you know. Coming out of my collection soon, Code Oliver, Code Oliver and Aka Power. Oh, Code Cousin. Code Cousin? Code Cousin. Young LA? Yeah, Young Law, Young Law. Young Law, Young Law. And it's kinda cool too that we both South African both with the same brands. That's that's no coincidence, bro. No, bro. They, we were universal shit. Right? We were chosen. We were, we were plucked, bro. Uh, All right. We're going to go wrap it up there. Thank you guys for listening. Um, till next time, we're definitely going to have to run it back. But thank you so much, Noel. I had an awesome time. Love you guys. Thank you.